It's the Film Survivor Podcast with Survivor Insider and movie critic Tom Santilli. Hello and welcome, and thank you for listening to the Film Survivor Podcast. This is your host, Tom Santilli, film critic and Survivor Insider for Examiner.com. You can find all of my Survivor coverage, including weekly recaps, previews, and exit interviews at my blog, filmsurvivor.com, or on my website, tomsantilli.com. That's T-O-M-S-A-N-T-I-L-L-I.com. I also contribute weekly uh, to the tvking.com, which is a great website. Uh, I contribute a weekly Survivor uh, in-depth episode analysis there, so you should check that out as well. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, uh, fans of Survivor will know her as the only two-time winner in Survivor history. Uh, she is none other than the lovely Sandra Diaz-Twine. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things today, from the upcoming season of Survivor to what Sandra has done with the $2 million that she's won over the past couple years, and as well as uh, get her response to some things that Russell has um, said about her over the course of the last year or so, um, and most recently on uh, Rob Sesternino's podcast, Rob Has a Podcast. Uh, That's a great podcast, by the way, and you should definitely check it out, but of course, after listening to this podcast. So without further ado, let's get right into uh, my chat with Sandra. Thanks again for uh, for joining me then, and I guess we'll just dive right in. I got a bunch of questions for you. All right, well let's have it. <laughs> All right, cool. So yeah, first, thanks for joining me, and uh, just kind of tell me, you know, what's what's new with you these days? What's going on in your life? What's like the typical day in, in the life of Sandra? Um, I get up, make lunch boxes. Um, uh, I feed my dogs and I drink coffee and I tune into um, HLN with Robin Mead in the morning. I listen to the news and then um, I pick up poop, which might sound <laughs> like. <laughs> but I have five dogs. I can't let that stuff accumulate. You know what I'm saying? It is not fertilizer. <laughs> so, um, well, and you know how the dogs are. They use it twice a day at least minimum. So, and they like to run back and forth and play. They're all small dogs. So, and I like to throw toys around, so I don't want to go outside to step on that mess. So, um, then, let me see, I feed them, pick up poop, and um, I don't know, I'll water my plants, and um, I might check out a yoga class or Pilates. Um, uh, I'm trying to build up my strength. Okay. Not for anything particular, but just for the fact that I know as I get older now that it's harder to keep your weight. And I've gotten all the weight that I took off on, on Pearl Islands and on Heroes vs. Villains. And then some. So, um... Well, you got to be at least, what, 25 years old now, right? I wish. 37. <laughs> okay, 37. okay. 37. So, um, you know, I'll do a load of laundry. I'll straighten up. I'll, you know, dust the sofas for dog hair. Just silly things that normal people do, you know? Yeah, that, that sounds very normal life. And again, I, I think people have a perception that you know, if you're like you're on a show, you get all this kind of publicity, and then you win it twice and you get all that money. Um, people would think that your life would kind of change, but it sounds to me that your life kind of seems like an like the average kind of normal life. Like, how has has anything changed from from before you were on the show as far as your day to day life? 
No, it's all the same. I mean, before I used to get up and make sure I was at work before 9 o'clock and clocked out at 5 o'clock. But other than that, um, everything to me is still the same. And I never went on Survivor trying to pursue Hollywood or anything like that because that's not how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you see me on TV is exactly how I am. I didn't go to Survivor to then say, I'm going to make a movie, I'm going to be in commercials. I'm gonna, I mean, it would have been nice if something came along. Sure. Um, but I've never, I didn't grow up thinking, okay, one day people will know who I am. Like today, I went to my, to go pay my, um, my electric bill, although I do it online, but I knew I was going to go over there and, um, they were like, get this kit for ten dollars. It's valued at nine ninety bucks. And I was like, oh, I better get it. So I had to give the lady my idea. She looks at it. She's like, Sandra, dear, fine. <laughs> You're the lady from Survivor. That was just today. And she was like, um, I was watching the TV Guide special on this new group, and I was like, so was I. And she was like, I don't like that Spanish girl with the big butt. And I just started <laughs> laughing. I was like, the Puerto Rican girl that does the neck roll with the finger thing. I was like, yeah, but um. Other than that, I mean, like I said, it's just a regular day for me. Um, I don't know. Just that's how I stay sane, really, just to be me. Um, what what did you do? If you don't mind me asking, I mean, obviously you don't have to get too in detail, but um, what what did you do when you won the money? I, I assume the first thing you did was pay your taxes on it, right? I did both times. Good. And, um, you know, you always put a lot of it away and um, invest. People always tell you to invest in um, vacations and my house. You know, um, I don't carry a mortgage or anything like that. I just pay cash. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay three times what it's worth if I got the money sitting in the bank. And um, did, did you have five you know, dogs when, prior to uh, prior to the money, or was that something you've always had? Oh, no. I had... My first dog, Rosie, she was a puppy when I made my first video okay. for the first time, the, the Pearl Islands. And then I got a boy, and I wasn't expecting him to get her because anybody that approached her, she wanted to kill them. <laughs> so I actually didn't even know that she was pregnant until close to her having her litter. And then she ended up with four, but my mother-in-law has two, and I kept two. And then my mom, when she passed away, I have her chihuahua because, you know, I wasn't going to dump Chiki in the street, you know? Mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. like a sister to me. And um, so she's here, too, but she's old. You know, she doesn't move like everybody else. So <laughs> she takes her time, and she needs more patience and help. But, you know, that's how I ended up with five of them, but... Okay. You know, they're mine, and I'm glad that I have the money that I can take care of them. You know, they're not neglected in any way, shape, or form. Sure. Um, yeah, I, how how hard was it for you to kind of get back into your regular life after being on the show? Like, um, I know you've done it twice, but, like, um, did you did you kind of, I've, I've heard from other survivors, like, there's a, it kind of screws you up, you know, as far as when you first get back. How did that, how was that for you? For me, it doesn't, only because I think that, I had spent five years in the Army, and when I went to the Pearl Islands, I treated it like a field exercise. I was like, okay, I'll get here today, and we only have to be out here for 39 days, and I would just scratch the days off one by one. So for me, when I go out to Survivor, you know, like some people say, okay, I'm, I'm about to go serve this one year in jail, but you know, after one year and one day, you're headed home. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to go out there for 39 days, try to last as long as I can and make the best of it and then i just come back and i'm back to normal you know but for me it's easier because i've never been voted off they probably 
get voted off and they go through all these scenarios in their heads and they get stressed out about it because I remember when Burton got voted off and came back, he said he fell into a depression because he was like, what did I do wrong? What was it about me that made these people want to vote me off? And here I am again getting a second chance to play the game, you know, right. uh, with, with the outcast twist. So for me, I guess it's been different because I've never been voted off, because I've endured from day one till the end. Sure. That it's not, it's not, for me, I don't know, it's not a negative thing in my head, you know? Right, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what uh, what made you come back and play the second time after you had won the first time? Did you have an urge to play again after you had won Pearl Islands? Or, uh, like, kind of what was, talk about your decision to go back for Heroes Villains. Uh, with Heroes and Villains, they called me, from the time they called me, they made first contact with me to when I landed on in Samoa. It hadn't even been two weeks. It wasn't even two weeks had gone by. They just called me and said, look, we're putting together a crew. We would like for you to go out and play again. Do you think that's something that you would consider? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, we need you to come to California tomorrow. I was like, I'm on I-95 headed to uh, Disney World because... <laughs> My husband's leaving to um, Afghanistan, and we're on vacation right now. And they were like, well, if you want in on it, you need to fly into California tomorrow. I said, okay, well, fly me in in the morning, because within the next two hours, I'll hit my hotel in Orlando. And so my husband went with my kids and vacationed in Orlando while I was in California getting my shot, doing my uh, my test and, you know, my physicals and stuff like that. And... Um, to me, it was like either I'll go or I won't go because, you know, they had invited me back for um, the All-Stars after Pearl Islands, uh -huh. and they had invited me for um, uh, fans versus favorites for Micronesia, mm -hmm. and I didn't make both cuts. One, because the doctor didn't, I had the parasites from the Pearl Islands, and I didn't get, the doctor didn't give me, um, didn't check it for me to be okay to go, um, what do you call it, it didn't give me a passing on my... Yeah, approval, yeah. And, um... For the fans versus favorites, they called me the night before after my suitcase, and I had done everything. Everything was packed and ready to go. I thought they were giving me my itinerary to tell me, okay, the car's coming to pick you up. And they were like, no, look, you know, CBS decided to go a different route, and um, you won't be going. And I was devastated. Oh. So when they called me for heroes versus villains, um, I was like, you know what, let me go do my stuff. Either they call me or they don't, you know? Okay. So it sounds to me like you would have jumped at the chance to play again no matter what after the first time. Oh, yeah, I would jump at the chance, but it's it's out of your hands. Right. If it was so, then I would have went for for, for All-Stars and I would have made it to Micronesia. So just because they call you and say, look, we're thinking about bringing you back doesn't necessarily mean that you finally get to make it. And and even when we were um, in Samoa, we landed and Natalie was there and then she didn't even get to play the game. And she was there through the whole process with us thinking in her head, okay, I'm about to go play this game. And then she got cut and she made it all the way to Samoa. <laughs> so. Wow. Just because you're all the way there until that game starts and you're on that mat and just like welcome to the game, you know, you're not it's, nothing is for certain. For sure. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, now, were you once you got to Heroes and Villains, were were you surprised to be categorized as a villain, or what, did that matter to you? No, I was because I raised my hand when Jeff said, who thinks they're on the wrong tribe? And I'm like, I'm not a villain. <laughs> and um, looking back on it, and, and he said to me, girl, you stab your own mom in the back if, if it was between you. You know, like I would <laughs> take out anybody to save myself. Sure. But it's true. Sure. And if that makes me a villain, then so be it. Um, 
But that was the only thing negative he had to say. He just said, you know, this is why, because you'll do whatever it takes to stay in the game. And I respect that, but looking back on it, I totally belonged with the villains. There's no way that I would have lasted as a hero. Now, I mean, I gotta ask you this too, because there's a lot of, you know, Survivor is is way more than a TV show. Show now, obviously, you know, there's all these people that talk about it. There's a Hall of Fame. You know, you're you're you were inducted into the Survivor Hall of Fame. Um, you, you know, it, it's 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 a very challenging game. Um, but and you've won it twice. I mean, so I think like when people they put out lists of like the all-time winners and things like that. And I know it's hard to compare like season to season, but you're the only person who's won Survivor two times, and there have been people who have played it four times. You know, um, but still, it seems like online there's a lot of like Sandra haters out there, like people that don't want to give you credit as being like the greatest player of all time. The first question I have is like does that bother you um as far as your survivor reputation and then the second thing is like you know do you feel like you should be considered the best that has ever played? Yes, of course, and there are a lot of haters and and a lot of times that the, the stuff that they say and I read it, you know, and mm-hmm. I have tough skin, um but it still bothers me. And I, and I say, how do they even know? They don't know what's going on out there. Like when they say that I'm an under-the-radar player, um, that you don't hear from me until the end. Uh, you know, like sometimes you have those survivors that you're like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize she was on the show until like episode four or five. Mm-hmm. And I'm the kind of person where I'm always talking, and if I don't agree with something, I will let them know, and I'm always involved in the game. Um, they just don't show me for whatever reason on certain episodes, but at the same time I tell other people in my defense, I'm like, look, you got 16, 18, 20 people that you have to show in one hour, and it's really only about, what, 45 minutes with commercials, and then they have to make the plot or, you know, figure out out of those three days what's the most important thing that happened. And a lot of times, although what you did was relevant, it still doesn't make the show. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I was under the radar because... I'm one of the most vocal people you will ever meet, <laughs> you know? Sure. So, um, and in my defense, and, and again, I say, you know, I've been out there twice, and I've won twice, um, versus, like Jeff said, uh, that Boston Rob was the best at everything he did this last time, that he was number one, mm-hmm. um, and he finally won the game. And I say to myself, well, had you put Boston Rob out there with me? I mean, although me and him are cool and we're friends and everything else, there would have been a point where we he would have had to go. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? So it all depends on who you put these players out there with. I've been I've been put up against the best, and I still come out on top. Sure. And, and even like Richard, they call him the king, but the king hasn't played the queen. And he <laughs> won season one. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I went and won season seven and won season 20. These seasons only get worse and harder to win. Sure. You know, it takes a lot to win season 20 versus season one. No, I agree with that. watching what happened all throughout the history of Survivor, and you have to put it all together and make a winning combination out of that. And that's exactly what I've always done. You have to adapt, yeah, because the show changes, and and people see different strategies play out, and then they have to kind of adapt to that for the next season. Yeah, and you have to make sure that you're doing the best thing for your game. And as far as the haters, a lot of times, you know what I say to myself, I'm like, everybody doesn't love strawberries just like everybody doesn't love President Obama. (laughs) So, you know, they're entitled to 
like other winners, you know, and, sure. and, and have reasons why they like other players. But um, at the end of the day, I'm the one with the two checks. You know what I'm saying? I'm the <laughs> queen. I'm the one with the crown. So. And I agree with you. I, I put out my list, and I have you at the top just because I don't think there's any other argument. I don't think there's, like, you know, it's one thing if, ever, if, if there's all these people that have all won the game once. But when, when you have somebody who's won it twice, until someone else has won it twice, which I don't even think will ever happen, um, I don't think it's a it's a question. But um, in between your your two seasons, though, was there any were you were you uh, afraid at all about your reputation that you had been a winner and like what if I go out and then I get voted out first? Like, was there any thought of that as far as your reputation goes? No, you know why? Because if they get rid of me first, if I if I go on play and they get rid of me first, is because they they feel threatened by me. I mean, I won't necessarily take that as a compliment because I would like to last longer than three days. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have to ensure that I do what I have to do to stay in the game as long as possible. So if after three days I'm gone, it's because they they got me. They were better players than me. You know, because right. there's so many different ways that you can turn a game around. But at the same time, too, with heroes versus villains, I knew it was the cream of the crop, you know, the top dog. And I was like, I shouldn't have more to fear than the next man. There was other winners out there, mm-hmm. uh, Parvati, JT, Tom, mm-hmm. some winners that other people... I mean, if you watch Survivor and you know the history of who's out there and why they're out there, you kind of say, well, listen, I'm this, but I'm loyal. You know, this person isn't, or this person backs that this person, or you kind of got to know the players, and that's where watching Survivor is important. You just can't come out there and not know who anybody is and, you know, and just win it. You really have to know the game. Now, I I also have to talk to you. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Russell, because I know you guys, um, I know they made a lot about, you know, the rivalry between Russell and Rob, but I think the rivalry between Sandra and and Russell is pretty pretty intense and pretty awesome to watch. now, this is, might be a kind of a silly question, but and I know survivors, you know, are, are see each other at events and things like that. But do you have any relationship with uh, Russell outside of the game? Are you guys friends? Do you guys hate each other? Like, how would you describe it? Not at all. Um, at the beginning, when the season finished, we would take pictures together. But we were recently in a, um, in a charity event in July, and someone asked for a picture, and um, and he was like, "No, I won't take a picture with her." And I was like, "Oh, that's fine." Like. It doesn't make me no difference, you know what I'm saying? He's still mad that he didn't win and he went far. And But a lot of the things that he's mad about is because I speak the truth about how he is, you know, in reference to maybe his hygiene and stuff like that. He might not have wanted to get out there, you know what I'm saying? Right. But when I say something, it's what it is, and it's because I know it to be what it is. So, um... But I don't care, but no, about Russell, we are not friends whatsoever, not even on Facebook or anything like that. Um, I, he can't compare himself to me. He can't claim to be the best ever because he went far in the game. He's not the first person to ever go far in the game. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. So what has he done different than anybody else? Nothing. When he sabotaged, other people have sabotaged. He found secret idols. Other people have found secret idols, you know, mm-hmm. beforehand. The fact that he found so many one after the other, now that was impressive. But at the same time, and when we voted and people were like, he was the only one that always found all these idols. But yeah, we didn't know he found all these idols, you know. Right. So when people vote at Final Trouble Council, they're voting off of stuff that happened in the game, not stuff after they get home and say, watch the TV and see all this madness and say, wait a minute, 
maybe I should have voted for you. I'm glad I didn't vote for you. So um, with me and him, it's a rivalry, just like me and Fairplay. We get along from time to time, but, you know, it's an on and off thing. But with Russell, uh-uh. <laughs> he and him can't be seen together. No. R- Russell was uh, re- he was recently on. I don't know if you ever li- tune into uh, Rob Sesternino's podcast. Um, only when I'm on it. If only... I'm not on it, I really because they're so long. <laughs> oh yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, well, what I was gonna say, Russell was on there recently, and and he he made a statement that um, survivors should only be uh, ever judged by their first season because. Because uh, he was kind of complaining about how Boston Rob was, was kind of given the the win on his fourth time and, and blah blah blah. But anyway, he was talking about that. Do you agree with that? As far as it, for people who play multiple times, that if you're gonna compare like how good a player is, they should only be judged by the first time they go out. No, no, because players have to evolve. If they went and made a mistake the first time, then you have to look at what they did a second time around to make it further in the game or even into the winner's circle. So, I mean, you can only gain knowledge as a player the more times you play. Um, but he was he's just probably bitter because the, the third time around they sent his ass packing. <laughs> what, what, did, what did he expect? Right. I mean, even if he was to play again, there's so many people in the survival world that honestly dislike him that I don't think he would ever make it far again if he was to ever go out there. It would be a waste of time to even bring him. Sure. Do you think that it was an uh, advantage, or do you think it didn't matter, the fact that um, the other people on Heroes and Villains, uh, of all the players, Russell was the only one nobody really knew who he was? Do you think that that was actually an advantage, or do you think that was kind of a non-factor? Um, I want to say it's kind of a non-factor, because when I was invited to uh, the All-Stars after Pearl Islands, I hadn't even won yet, and only two or three episodes had aired on TV when they saw Rupert back out there, and people had already fallen in love with Rupert. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that is a factor. Um, the thing about, um, Jesus, what was the question? <laughs> uh, with Russell, um, having not, you know, his season had just aired, so nobody, uh, I don't think that anybody from Heroes Villains got to see Samoa. Is that correct, before they played it? Yeah, that's correct. But at the same time, too, I said to him when I met him, I said, why are you considered a villain? And he was like, well, I don't even know why I'm on this tribe. I should be on the heroes. And I'm thinking like, okay, (laughs) I can sympathize with him because I don't feel like I belong on the villains. I should be on the heroes as well, right? Sure. But he would ask questions about getting far and what happens after Survivor. So I had a conversation, I don't remember with who, in a group, and I was like, this kid, something's up with him, and I think he might have won his season, and that's why he's here. And they're like, no, no way. And I was like, look, when they invited me to play All-Stars, um, only like two or three episodes of Pearl Islands had aired before they went out there back to Panama to film that show. I was like, had I gotten the clearance to go, those people wouldn't have known where I fell off in the game, just like Rupert, we were told, do not say anything to anybody because it might jeopardize your game. So it's possible that because I had been invited without the show airing, they didn't know anything about me, that he was in that same position too, and it was me and Rupert. So I was like, it's possible that this kid went far in his season, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we had to look out for that. I find that threatening because I don't know his game. I know everybody else's game there, but I don't know his game. Therefore, I think that's a disadvantage to me, and I would want him out of there, you know, real quick, fast, and in a hurry. Sure. And uh, well, this is the last question I'll ask about Russell, and I promise. But I just wanted to get your uh, your reaction to this, or or you don't even have to respond if you don't want to. But um, on his podcast with Rob Sesternino that he recently did, and I'm I'm quoting him here. 
um, he was talking about Brandon, his, his nephew Brandon, and then he says, quote, Brandon is just as bad as player as Sandra. She has no physical game at all, no social game at all, no strategic game. Her whole strategic game was to get rid of Russell, and did that work for her? End, end quote. Do you have any response to that? He only, no, he only says that because that's what the fans say, that you, I target a certain person, but that person never went off the show. But other, there's so many different circumstances behind all of that. You know, when, when, when you watch the show and you're like, oh, she's going to go home and it ends up being something else, it's because things change in the game, you know, and different reasons why people don't go home. I targeted him the first couple of times before the merge, mm -hmm. and, um, and he didn't go home, and that's true. But then after a while, and after we did merge, then it became like, no, Russell needs to stay in the game. And there were times where he'd come up to me, he'd be like, I'm going to get rid of you. And I'm like, well, you know, like uh, when we made the merge, mm -hmm. um, I said to him, Russell, if I make the merge, no matter when I go home, you know I'm going to vote for you if you're at the end. So his job was then to keep Santa till the merge. Sure. See, I was secure. And then along the way, one day he says to me, I don't know if to keep you or Jerry. And I said, well, I'm going to tell you like this. If I go home and you vote me off, I promise you, you will not get my vote. <laughs> and that's what he wanted was votes. Sure. And then, um, and then I said, I said, you need to get rid of Jerry because Jerry has coach who have fallen in love with her, Kobe who used to be her boy toy, and Rupert who's her friend because they do a lot of charity events together. Mm -hmm. I said, and if you vote me off, you better believe she's going to have four votes. So therefore, you better hope nobody else has to share votes because you definitely won't win. So he could talk all the shit he wants to, but I played into his head so many times <laughs> that it ain't even funny. It just wasn't shown on TV. Sure. Okay, awesome. Um, well, to switch gears to, you just mentioned Coach, uh, and I, you had played, obviously, with him, too, Heroes Villains. Um, how, how surprised were you? Uh, I'm assuming that you, that you watched Survivor. You're still a big fan of the show. I am. Yeah. Um, so, w what was your reaction to watching Coach play last season? I, I was surprised that he went as far as he did. I'm very surprised whenever there's just two prior players and these people just let them get to the end. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because after a certain time, it's time to cut them off. They're there for a reason, you know. Um, but I was surprised that he got to the end. There was once or twice in the throughout the season that I gave him props for the things that he was doing because I felt like he was doing them at the right time, like uh, hanging on to Cochran. Mm -hmm. I, I loved Cochran and the fact that he gave Cochran a chance. But when he slipped on them at the wrong times, I was like, dude, there's no way they're going to give you the vote because you did it wrong. Like, <laughs> he could have easily turned around and said, look, I have no choice. They outnumber me, and I'm not going to go against them, so you have to go at least give the person the benefit of the doubt that, hey, I wanted to keep you. Just anything to smooth over the relationship. But the way he went about it, and he's like, oh, you know, and God, and this, and that, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's phony, Coach. Coach is so phony when it comes to all that. Sure. Um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, that absolutely. Stuff that he does early in the mornings. He does it all for TV. And I saw a clip um, uh, that they showed on YouTube uh -huh. that he had he had told somebody, how do you like the coach that's on Survivor like? Because that that's not really him, that that's the phony coach that he does for the audience. Okay. And that was the phony coach out there. That's that's hilarious. Did, now, did, did you, I mean, did you, your experiences with him on Heroes Villains then, did you have... Uh, did you see a different side of coach that you kind of that that we don't see? I guess. 
Well, with Coach, he never really spoke to me until he tried to save Randy at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then that was the last time we really had a serious conversation, especially about the game. And that was only like a second or two when he was like, look, Randy needs to stay, Parker needs to go, Okay. blah, blah, blah. Um, and at that time, you know, it didn't make sense to me, especially since Randy had come up to me and said, we've decided, this is like minute one of the game, he said, we've decided Parvati goes first because she's already won, and I'm thinking like, this dude must not know who I am, or he just <laughs> must have messed up when he, he didn't think this conversation through before he came and approached me, you know? Right. Like, I can't let Parvati go home now because as long as she's in the game, they're not going to come after me. And, and that's how I play the game, too. I kind of see what things, how things are going, but... With Coach, um, you know, he'd always wake up and be like, oh, I need the sun to energize me and feed me. So while we're doing things, he's out there, like, you know, doing his little <laughs> hand waves to the sun, to the sky, and all that phony baloney. Right. And it's just phony. Right. That's hilarious. It's just over the top and too much. Now, um, are you, uh, you going to rush out to the theater to see his new movie, 180? No, is it really coming to a real movie theater? <laughs> I think it's going to be available on demand uh, on February the 21st. In the movie, I hear, I guess, um, there's, a, there's supposedly a love scene between Danielle DiLorenzo and Coach. Um, how, much uh -huh. would, how much would you have to get paid to do a love scene in a movie with Coach? I, would, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't even want any money. I'd actually decline it. Um, <laughs> but I saw, and a couple of days ago, I wrote on her Facebook. I was thinking of her, and I don't know why she ran through my mind, and I clicked on her page and saw that she's on some sci-fi show. Uh -huh. So I had to give her props. I was like, well, you know, gosh, I didn't know you were doing all these things, but good for you, you know? Sure. Um, but that's another person, you know, her and Coach, those are the people that are always chasing Hollywood, you know? Right, right. Okay. So, well, um, let, let's shift gears now and look forward to the, the next, uh, the upcoming season here, Survivor One World. Um, what do you think of, uh, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on, like, the twist of uh, the two tribes, um, you know, being on the same island and that sort of thing? From what I saw on the TV Guide preview, because I recorded it, it looks like it's going to be awesome. And I liked how uh, they showed that little clip about the girls are throwing everything off the truck, but the guys are grabbing it all. <laughs> and um, I'm like, actually, I would like to play a game like that where I can have multiple alliances, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, But um, I think it's going to be really good. I'm glad there's no Redemption Island. And um, I don't know if I'm too happy about finding title, but make sure it belongs to your tribe because if not, you have to give it to somebody else. Right. Um, I don't know about that because if I find an idol, I'm keeping it for me. It ain't nobody gonna know about it. You know. <laughs> well, I was gonna so, ask you. But, yeah. Um, well, I was gonna ask you about that though. Like having played Survivor, like what what would be different as far as like how big of a deal is that that the two tribes are sharing the same beach? How many more um, kind of angles does that you know make you have to look at as far as your your overall strategy in the game you know what i think that's actually an advantage to actually try to build some kind of rapport and some kind of alliance with these people from the beginning mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but at the same time knowing survivor that that try being split up uh you know by gender that can only that could probably last two three episodes only but at the same time you know Something like that, like you have to build on it every day. You have to continue to stay in these big groups and don't go running off to go get wood when everybody's chattering in a big group and you're off isolated somewhere else. That that makes you stay on your toes to make sure you're always with the big... My, my game is always about numbers, mm -hmm. you know? So 
a game like that, I would kill a game like that. You know, <laughs> I would make sure and put myself in the right position, you know, with, with, with everybody. Sure. You, know, you can't wait to the last minute to then say, hey, by the way, what is your name now that I'm about to go home? You know, you have to build relationships every day. You have to try to find things in common with each and every player. And when you said, too, that, uh, you know, it's different now that you've played and people have seen you play and now that you've been, you know, you've been a winner twice. Um, it, do you really, is there a scenario of, of the game of Survivor that you feel like you could go out and compete? Like, would it have to be an all-star type season? Um, for you, for Sandra to have to, you know, to be a three-time winner? No, because at the end of the day, the most important thing is loyalty. And I've showed that every season I've played, the only two seasons I've played, that I've always been loyal to my alliance. If we make an alliance on day one, I'm going to see that alliance through. And if the boat's going down, I'm going to drown and sink with my boat. Mm -hmm. And that's above everything people can respect. That, that if I tell you it's me and you to the end, it will be me and you to the end. Okay. Well, let me let me float this idea past you too. And again, uh, this goes back to this is something I heard uh, uh, Russell mention again because he again for this on the same idea he was saying, you know that he he doesn't think that he would ever be able to to win or play again just because of his reputation at this point. Um, but he had pitched an idea, something like let's say there's Russell and Richard Hatch out on a beach and they put a hundred survivors in front of them and they do like a, an old schoolyard pick 'em where where you know each guy would pick their tribe and then play the game. What do you think of that idea? Is that something that you think you'd, you'd be involved in if they did something like that down the road? I would be interested in something like that, but I don't understand why Russell thinks he's on the same caliber as Richard Hatch. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Like, he's always putting... The only reason now he's pinning himself against Richard Hatch is because hopefully one day we will see the team play again. Right. And he just wants to create some kind of commotion like he did about him and Boston Rob right. to put himself to be asked again to join another show. You sure, know? sure. That's all, but I don't understand how he feels like he is, like, up there like untouchable and he's not he's among the worst players ever um <laughs> you know like yeah. he's just not in the same caliber and he always talks about my social game but i do have a social game and when it comes to the world of survivor i do have a lot of survivor friends you know yeah compared to him i have a ton of survivor friends um and I do have a social game. On a daily basis, I communicate and I talk to these people, and I'm not there to offend and ostracize anybody. So had Russell ever voted me out of the game? No. <laughs> we, you know, did he yeah. ever write my name? Look, how many, I wrote his name down, two tribal councils, two or I want to say two that I know of. Uh -huh. I can't remember if I did it three times. And he would say to me, why are you always writing my name down? Why are you always coming after me when I, I'm not coming after you. You know, I'm not worried about you. But see, he wasn't worried about me. Sure, sure. So, it takes a lot to stay out of people's uh, target site, you know, and, and I can do that effectively. Are there, any, uh, are there any survivors that you wish would play again or that you'd like to see play again? And, and I know you said you know a lot of them personally, but are there any that you think deserve, uh, you know, to go back out there? There's every season where I have four or five people that I would like to see play again because they have determination, drive, they'll do whatever it takes. Um, and for one reason or another, you kind of fall in love with the kind of player they are on TV. Like when Ozzy played again, I was happy for Ozzy. I didn't like when he was going up against Cochran for different reasons because I fell in love with Cochran. Mm -hmm. And Philip is crazy, but I fell in love with Philip. <laughs> like there's always a little bit of everybody that I kind of like and I would love to see again. Like Jane, I felt like they did her wrong mm -hmm. after she had so many people's backs, you know. Um, 
gosh, there's a lot of players that I would like to see play again for different reasons. Okay. You know? Like, uh, and I know you said you mentioned you saw the TV Guide preview and stuff for this season. Do you have any uh, kind of predictions or anybody that you kind of are rooting for just based on what you've seen already? Yeah, um, the the teacher from New York, what's her name? Okay, is that Sabrina? I like her, and as far as the guys are concerned, um, I didn't see anybody that blew my mind because they're all talking about that they're going to do things never done before on Survivor, and they're going to, like, play <laughs> the game in a whole different level. And I'm thinking, like, shucks, after 11, 12 years, after 23, 24 seasons, what could these knuckleheads probably possibly bring to the game that we haven't invented already <laughs> I, i'm dying to see who comes out on top this time around you know yeah um, absolutely and the puerto rican girl i hope she goes far too you know just because she's sassy in her own way um but uh you know that's about it none of the guys really um jumped out at me you know what i'm saying like, yeah 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 it seems but, overall you know, once the, yeah i'm sorry go ahead Oh, no, I was going to say that, um, yeah, I always listen to, like, Jeff Probst's, like, you know, assessment of the of the cast and that sort of thing, and um, I've been hearing a lot that, that there's a lot of uh, villains on this season, he's saying, mm-hmm. um, which I lot, like, usually what that means are, are is a lot of people that play strategically, which I, which I kind of like, but it could also mean a lot of unlikable people, which maybe, maybe not be good for TV, you know, but I'm hoping that it's just a very, you know, highly strategic season. Yeah, well, me too. It would be nice if if we saw a lot of stuff going on, but then that means that I want to see a lot of behind-the-scenes clips, too. I want to see more stuff on the Internet so that I can understand how the game is progressing and why they're doing what they're doing. Because a lot of times you don't understand how that all came about. Right, sure. Um, all right, well, um, and is there is there anything else that you want to talk about or things that you're you're involved in that you want to let people know about or anything like that? or? No, the next thing on my agenda is the reality rally in Temecula, and it's going to be full of survivors. Um, we did it last year. We had a good time. Okay. Um, but that's about it. That's my most current, uh, you know, current event that's coming up for me. Um, other than that, I'm counting down the days on, on Facebook with my fans, uh, you know, for when the show's going to start. So I'm ready for it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and uh, just to be clear again, I mean, you would play in a heartbeat if you were asked a third time out, regardless of the circumstances. I would play in a heartbeat. And, and, and like I said, even when I played Heroes versus Villains, and I was a little sketchy. I was like, they're going to come after me. But after seeing who I was out there, I was like, man, everybody here has some reason or another to fear them going, you know, three days out. You know, a lot of people have reputations to uphold and things they might not have been too happy about you know, that, mm-hmm. that happened in the game or that they were involved in. But I was like, man, everybody that's out here has a reason to, to you know, to feel like they might possibly be a target. So me winning, you know, mm-hmm. and out of all the winners that was out there, I was like, I'm one of those likable winners, so I don't <laughs> have anything to worry about. Or, or you know how they say some people don't deserve to win, like J.T. when he won, um, right. between him and Steven, and a lot of people were like, they only like, they only picked JT because he was a likable winner, but Steven was actually the brains behind all, all that was going on. So um, sometimes they don't even respect the people that win. So I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Whatever happens, happens. I'm going to play the game like I always do one day at, at a time. You know, I don't sit there and say, this is what I'm going to buy when I win a million dollars because you can be sure you're, you're not thinking things through. You have to take it one day at a time. And um, I was like, everybody here has a reason to fear going home first. So I feel like we it was all equal across the board. All right. 
Well, hey, Sandra, you're uh, you're awesome. You're really cool. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to speak with me. You've always been one of my favorites, and I'm not just saying that. Thank you, you know, Tom. Yeah. I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, you let me know on Facebook whenever you want to do an interview, and I'll let you know if I can squeeze you in. All right. I'll no, do my best. <laughs> no, that sounds awesome, I, and I really do appreciate that. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, best of luck to you. And uh, is there, uh, are you on Twitter or anything? No, I don't. I don't Twitter. I actually called the tweeter the other day, and my kids were like, "Jesus, mom." Well, my phone is still one of the old phones. I don't have like internet or nothing on there, but that's the the basic fans, right? You know. Sure, sure. All right, cool. No, well, yeah. Again, I appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to Survivor. All right, you take care. All right. All right. Thank you very much. No, thank you. Okay, take bye -bye. care. Bye.